Whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. Something that's important to me is I think our world is better if companies behave in a way that is more human, Mm -hmm. uh, the way that you and I would treat each other as friends. You got to pick yourself up, go backwards and slam yourself at the wall like 500 more times until the wall crumbles. 25% of middle school girls already believe they'll never achieve their dream career. career. Hi, I'm Kara Golden, founder and CEO of Hint. Hint. And you're listening to Unstoppable, a podcast spotlighting the journeys of inspiring entrepreneurs. I believe that at its core, leadership is about constantly learning from the people around you. And I'm so inspired by the conversations we're having in our upcoming episodes and can't wait to share them with you. This season, some of my guests include Rebecca Minkoff, fashion designer and founder of the Female Founder Collective, Diana Kaff, author of Girls Who Run the World, Andrew Dudham, founder of Hymns, and Eugene Rem, co-founder of Rumble Fitness, and much, much more. Plus, we ask the million-dollar question, what does it really take to be unstoppable? Let's find out. Hi, everybody. It's Kara Golden from Unstoppable, and we're here today with one of my favorite founders, Sarah Rodell from Loop & Tie. Welcome. Excited to be here. Yeah, super excited. And uh, we're taping from the wing in Soho in New York, which is an amazing, amazing spot. So we're very, very excited to be here. So just a little bit about Sarah. Uh, Sarah and I, first of all, are on this great 
list called The List. And Rachel and Glennis, if you're out there, <laughs> hello. Thank you for introducing Sarah and I. Appreciate it. So, so Sarah is the founder and CEO of Loop and Tie, which is a digital gift giving service. It's been uh, written up in all kinds of publications, but it's also just this amazing, amazing service for lots of enterprise companies, including Salesforce, the 49ers, the Muse, um, another lister as well. And just overall, like gives you digital collections of gifts that you can pick out based on lots of different budgets. So if you haven't gone to Loop and Tie, you should definitely go to loopandtie.com and check it out. But we're here today to talk a little bit more about Sarah and how she got going on this, this whole great idea back in, launched in 2012. Yeah, well, <laughs> the long version is. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's <laughs> it, hear it. You know, the idea was born then, um, first version of the site, 2013, but I look at 2015 was sort of the time Loop and Tie became what it, yeah, what it, what it really is today. It is, um, it's been a journey, but an exciting one. That's awesome. And you, uh, and so you're backed by, well, Steve Case is one of your original backers, yes, right? Yeah. And how did that come about? Um, so I first had the opportunity to meet Steve when I pitched it at Google Demo Day. Oh. So that was the first big pitch competition I'd ever done. And it was one of those rare binary moments where there was a clear difference before and after that day, yeah. the trajectory of the company. And, um, and Steve was a judge and uh, decided to make a personal investment after um, after That's demo awesome. day. And then we joined what is now the Rise of the Rest portfolio that he has, which is this really fantastic fund based off of investing in companies that are headquartered outside of tech centers. So he is um, single-handedly doing a lot to grow ecosystems outside of Silicon Valley. That's awesome. And so you didn't actually get the funding here in New York. You went to the pitch competition where? Right. Um, well, the, the competition was actually out in Silicon Valley, but I um, I started the company in Austin, Texas, oh, Okay, uh, which is where I'm from. Yeah. And I, I left New York. Go Texas. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though I didn't go to UT, I'm a, I'm a UVA grad, but um, I uh, always have longhorns in my blood. <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, and Austin's a fantastic place to start a company. That's that's terrific. So you didn't start out in sort of retail or the gift giving. You were at no. UBS. Yeah. So um, my first job out of college, I worked on the trading floor at UBS, and it was a pretty wild time. I was there in 2008, and uh, the name of the game was doing anything creative you could to really assert your value. People, you know, the industry was changing. Uh, a lot of people were losing their jobs, and it was a really interesting foundation for me to come in. You know, 22 years old not having a strong, I would say, industry knowledge or, or a lot of concrete skill sets, but really trying to creatively figure out ways to um, to be relevant. And I think that creativity has infused the way that I think about building and, and running companies. That's awesome. So how did you, like, do you remember the moment when you had this idea? Like, Yeah, I um, it was kind of funny. I volunteered to handle the gifts that we were doing for our clients for the holidays. And sort of the, the silly part of why is, is twofold. The first thing is when you're first starting working on the trading floor, you do any favor possible so that people, you know, like you and, yeah. and give you opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so it's something everybody was complaining about. And I was like, ah, how hard this, can this be? And I just gotten my first corporate card and I wanted to put charges on it so I could get points. <laughs> I, I love points too. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. But you know, it was like, you know, checking both the boxes. And uh, so I volunteered to, to do it and I couldn't believe 
how inefficient it was. And I'm a systems thinker and I was like, oh my gosh, we're spending so much money buying these, you know, we ended up buying gift baskets for these clients that I had no idea if they were, if they actually cared, right? It was more of a formality than it was something useful. And I was struck by how often when you're buying something for somebody, there are these constraints that you may or may not know about. So I didn't know if people didn't drink or, you know, some of our clients were kosher. Some of our clients' kids had peanut allergies. Totally. Yeah. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell, or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. 
And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. There were all these things that were were risk factors and and made it such that in some cases it would have been better if I didn't buy something. And, um, and so I, I just spent time thinking about the market and the, the myths that I saw where most entities, you know, in the space that are approaching the gifting budgets are, are leading with product catalogs. Nobody is leading with a process. And so my thought was, if I can change the process by which gifts are given, which is, by the way, a $90 billion industry, yeah, I, I can fundamentally reduce waste that's happening. I can actually make sure that the, the intention serves you know, the relationship building desire that people have when they're giving gifts to begin with. And eventually, my goal was to support a whole new community of makers and small businesses that I just didn't see being represented in um, in the corporate purchase. That's awesome. So, uh, so yeah, that's why choice is such a big part of what we do because through this idea of sending choice, it's a fundamentally different process. And then all of a sudden now, the choices can be really niche items sourced from small businesses. Um, we allow choice of charitable donation, which is incredible. It's a top five thing that's selected by a lot of gift recipients. And so now all of a sudden, instead of this fruit basket rotting away in a kitchen, you're actually, you know, charity water is a, is a top cause that we support and we're actually making a difference. So um, there's a lot of things that sort of spun out of this initial moment of, of me trying to just do a favor and get some points on my corporate card. <laughs> That's awesome. That's super, super cool. So, you know, let's go back to actually pitching and, and when you went, you know, to the Google competition, what do you think was the key thing that made you stand out? You know, this idea of pitching process has been fundamentally something that has defined us from a product standpoint. Mm-hmm. I also think, you know, as I've gone back and um, and had the the opportunity of perspective <laughs> in understanding, it's been a long time. Like, why am I still yeah, here? Yeah, no, <laughs> There's exactly. been a lot of moments of failure along the way. And um, one of one of the biggest gifts that I had was launching first product that did not work. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was more consumer facing, 
So what I had initially raised on was not what I was pitching for at the, at the Google event. But in the moment of declaring that this product wasn't working, I had to go back to our investors and say, hey, I have this idea. And Luke and Ty was actually one of the initial ideas I had just to decide to launch with it at first. Going back to them and saying, hey, you know, this didn't work. And I have this idea for something that could. I could either return the money that Investment, I have yeah. or, or try this new thing. And the response that I got was we invested in you and your ability to change tact. And so we believe, you know, it's not necessarily the product. It's just we're, we're banking on your ability to create something that the world needs. I mean, hearing that just like fundamentally transformed the way that I thought and the way that I, I led because I realized before that moment, I was really in a loss aversion state. I was afraid of letting people down. Yeah. But then hearing that, I was more in a growth mindset. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, a differentiator for me that I, I now know is really having the, the good fortune of being backed by people that see the way I think yeah. and, um, and that really believe in, in my ability to, to change hat. So was this before the Google competition? So yeah, when I had some, like friends and family, money, and you know some angel, and, and you know a, a bit larger. And did you talk about that in the Google competition? Like you know, I think the Google competition was just very product focused. Yeah. And so you know, I, and I remember I still get this where, where people are like, "Huh? It's a ninety billion dollar industry." Yeah. You know, and I think that the biggest opportunity for me is that people, when I say the word corporate gifting, people think it's boring. Yeah. And it is. And that's what, you know, people the, just want it handled. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, it's this massive amount of spend that I think is actually only becoming um, increasingly important. And we're seeing budgets grow as companies need to differentiate through their relationship management. This yeah. product is getting a, a bit more commoditized. And I think, you know, seeing, seeing that market opportunity and the amount of money that's being spent and the, you know, how wild it is that everyone is selling into it in the same way is the biggest opportunity. And, and the fact that people think it's boring, there's so much opportunity yeah. where people think these are boring. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting that it's such a big industry and more like retailers aren't really in, you know, officially in that. I mean, I remember Tiffany used to have like a whole corporate gifting program, but then, you know, it just didn't, well, it's crazy. people are in the market, but because of them choosing to sell product, they're very focused. They, they get anchored to occasion. So with Tiffany, they have a business selling crystal commemorative class yeah you know and like that is their corporate gifting business and they have you know crystal bowls and all these like anniversary gifts but then all of a sudden your growth is hinged to your product relevance mm -hmm. and a crystal bowl is only relevant to certain demographics and certain occasions and um i think you know in many ways it's becoming less relevant yeah the products that people are choosing are more of the dtc variety where you want to understand the story behind the maker you want to have a connection to it we're not just looking for more stuff we're yeah. looking for stuff that we resonate with and and so we've got to fundamentally rethink what the process is that that's accessed and so you know loop and tie you know a technology company first or we mm -hmm. rethink yep. what the platform is and then we have these these stores that sit on top and and there's a world where we can work with tiffany and make their catalog yeah. And so I think about that over time, but there's, you know, the way that I approach growth and, and, and company building is really understanding the deeply ingrained behaviors that are driving each part of the purchase so, yeah. decision and the seller's decision. And gifting is interesting to me because there are deeply ingrained behaviors that are not actually serving the intention. Yeah. Which is pretty That's interesting. And you're able to like really see behaviors based on like, you know, generational. 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. do you think that, do you see a huge, you know, difference between a Gen X versus a millennial and sort of what they're shopping for too? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so one of the biggest industries that we sell into is apartments. We use us for move-in and lease room gifting. Interesting. And so we're able to see from a demographic standpoint, we sell it, sell it to some properties that are 55 plus, and then, you know, we sell into some that are more focused around college campuses or, you know, folks that are just graduating college. And the kind of, before I answer the product question, I always think it's funny. People get worried that the 55 plus community won't appreciate a tech forward gifting exchange, Mm -hmm. but all of them have iPhones. You know, it's just... It's like a funny piece of pushback we see at the beginning, and there's there's tons of engagement from that community, and it's it's not a real piece of pushback. But what we're seeing on lower agent uh, tier is this preference for uh, food and, and more experiential, like entertaining based items. Interesting. I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, it, you know, it makes sense. Um, sort of the, the community and social, and, and yeah, starting your home and that kind of thing. We look at the older demographics. It's much more things that you would use yourself. So. Um, bath products, um, products, things like that. What's the average price point for a gift? So across the board, $40, which is also the average price point the research shows nationally. So it's, it's interesting to see that that gets, uh, you know, it's exact in our data. What's so. the best gift that you've ever gotten on? On, on Lumen Tie or, or on Lumen Tie? Yeah. <laughs> My current favorite gift is this kimono robe that we just started Ooh, selling. Ooh, that sounds uh, amazing. I know. It's this maker in Austin called The Robery, and it's just, it's this perfect light flannel, and it's great in winter and summer. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So what's next for Loop and Tie? What are you super excited about for 2020? Well, um, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about is what is the future of brand building look like? Mm-hmm. And you know, a reason that I care about Chrome's business is because the context that I sell into is a gratitude mindset. Um, so if a company is buying gifts, they fundamentally care about showing appreciation, which mm-hmm. is something that I feel, um, feel really strongly about. I've over the past, I'd say um, it was 2019, but really in the end of 2019, we really started seeing companies who came to us because they wanted to have a gratitude moment in their customer journeys. And they were actually using that word gratitude, which if, you know, in 2015, if you talk to a company about what they were doing around gratitude practices, like that, that yeah. wasn't a conversation totally. that was yeah. happening. And so I've seen a really big shift. And then, and also um, companies were wanting to make sure that their product exchanges were more sustainable. And there's a, there's a big piece of, of how we, we reduce waste through choice. So the future for me is really taking these nuggets of interest for companies and building content around that. Because I think you know something that's important to me is I think our world is better if companies behave in a way that is more human, mm-hmm. um, the way that you and I would treat each other as friends, right? There shouldn't be yeah, a difference it's a relationship, between how right, we treat our right. customers. And, and, um, and I think even this language of consumer customer is, is going to change. Um, over time as we stop seeing barriers and it's more just you know, more people interacting with each other. And so um, what we're creating uh, this year is really how do we create content that serves that larger conversation around how companies are interested in connecting in this different way um, and moving away from this transactional mindset and in more into a relational mindset. And when you're thinking in that way, it feels better to be an employee yeah. that's empowered to do kind things for people, right? And not just, you know, you talk to any cold calling salesperson, you feel pretty demoralizing at the end of the day. You just, you feel like you're push, push, push. Um, and I think the future of how companies build brands um, is really supportive of 
of um, you know, the product that we're selling because I think it's more invitational where companies are establishing, hey, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, these are my values. And if you want to associate with me, come and do that. You know, That's awesome. And I think about that a lot with your brand. Like You've been very successful in building a brand that people want to associate with. It's, you know, there's, there's kindness, there's sustainability, there's um, just a, a really powerful ethos, I think, infused in hint that, um, that I definitely admire. Yeah. Well, and we're also having, like, hopefully we provoke, we get people thinking about fun, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, drinking water is really boring. And so we come out with, I mean, right now we're drinking the blackberry lemon water that so we just good. came out with. It's so <laughs> yummy. And I think it might be my new favorite, but it's, but again, it's like, why should water be so boring? Mm-hmm. And that was really, but I think just, you know, and everything we do, all the branding and the advertising, we just mm-hmm. did a Super Bowl ad, which was crazy. And uh, it was a pie eating contest and lots of fun. And again, like we like to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's what I want our customers walking away with, that mm-hmm. it shouldn't be a chore to yeah. buy water. I mean, it should be fun. It should be easy. And I think you guys do a great job of that as well. So one other thing, you won way back when in 2017, the uh, Salesforce Dream Pitch um, yes. at, at, how was that? Was it just so crazy? Oh my gosh. So that was another very binary moment where there's a fundamental difference in the company before and after that. And I have to tell you, the way I prepare for um, any big talk that I do is just talking to myself you know, yeah. ad nauseum. I walk around my yeah. house like cleaning things because it's enough of a distraction to uh, simulate what would happen if I was kind of knocked off my game on a stage. So I did that for about two weeks. My house was so um, spotless, but um, it was it was such a moment of excitement and and really validation because for me, first of all, you talk about a company that's grown with an incredible ethos. Salesforce is it, and, yeah. And um, I've always just really respected the way that, that they've grown and there's such a shared a shared ethos there also with relationship management. And I see the gift exchange as a core part of a relationship building endeavor for acquisition and retention. And I've been always just very excited for the product you can build within the Salesforce ecosystem. And that's actually something that we'll be investing in this year as well. Um, but winning that was so rewarding because, um, you know, Salesforce Ventures became involved um, first through through uh, that prize money, but then they also became an investor in, in the later round, and they've been incredible to work with. And that's um, great. Yeah, such a great coach within that, I mean, that ecosystem is massive, and you definitely need a coach. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been very fortunate. How many people were in the audience when you were pitching? Was so it- I don't. They they said the auditorium fit four thousand. It was pretty close to full. I'm not sure. Wow. But yeah, and there were these famous judges, and there, and it's and. The, the part that was really um, scary was I thought that it, I didn't realize it was in the round. So I, cause I had not seen the auditorium and I walked up and I was like, I don't know where to, where to look. I'm just, okay. I'm just going to not think about that. You know? That's so crazy. <laughs> was that the biggest, I guess the biggest pitch you've ever oh, done? Absolutely. was Yeah. And so then fun. too, it's broadcast yeah. and you know, it's, it's also on YouTube. So it's, it's um, yeah. definitely the most watched anything, but it's fun. Whenever I um, I go to talks, there's always a person who said that they've seen the pitch. That's and, so and, fun. Uh, it's, yeah, like my, my little touch with well, the... And once you've done that, like everything else is easy, right? Like it's... It's, it's, it's interesting. Right. Like you hear people say it's, it's no different speaking to a hundred or a thousand people. And I've always been like, yeah, right. That's yeah. the thing. But there is a big difference and it's 10x. <laughs> yeah. But 
I, uh, um, I understand now it's the same amount of preparation really. Totally. And uh, it's the same thing with fundraising. There's yeah. you know, the same amount of effort raising a hundred thousand or a million or, you know, it is the same amount. Yeah. 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 Same amount of yes. effort either, either way in preparation and et cetera. That's, that's very, very true, but that's exciting. Yeah. Super, super fun. So enjoys meditation. That's uh, something that Sarah really likes. I was, I was reading. So have you brought that into like your culture and your community at Loop and Tie as well? Yeah. You know, one of the things that I've been toying with a lot this year is, um, is thinking about how just this conversation on infusing that mindset into a company in a way that you are supporting and not competing with really delivering goals, mm -hmm. you know? And so something that we've been um, having conversation about this year is how do we really invest in our process and trust that the outcome will come? And so, you know, one of the things that uh, a meditation teacher of mine taught me that has been just a really profound construct for me to think in is what happens on, a, on an organic farm or a biodynamic farm where the farmer's um, goal is to invest in the soil. And when you invest in the soil, the, the, the food grows and mm -hmm. it tends to be really good, but the, the, the goal is like the soil or yeah. the goal isn't the, isn't the food. And in, you know, in factory farming, it's all about the food. And in five years, your soil shot, you're burnt out, you got to move on to the next. And I think, you know, if you take that construct and apply it to team building, how do you invest in a process that is regenerative and is sustainable over time. And when you do that, the profit, the outcomes, you know, the, yeah. the success tends to come, it comes in a way that doesn't feel as exhausting. And, um, you know, I, I can't say that I figured out the process yet, but that's the conversation that we have and um, really empowering people to say what they need and know that they're supported in a way that, that feels like, work is working for them and but it's still work right yeah. there's still hard things that we can no, do there's still late yeah. nights there's still um the, the stress but i think if you're supported in that way you, you as an employee go about it differently and you know i know i do um so that's something that that i'll i'll, I'll tell you more is that yeah. i love it <laughs> i love it that's great so what makes you unstoppable you've said a few things yeah. <laughs> but i but i always ask everybody you know i think it's my curiosity mm -hmm. i am um, I realized at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, I came in with a lot more conclusions than questions. And as I've Love progressed, it. I realized that there'll be a thing that I believe and I believe it in a big way now, but it's probably going to change. And it's based off of what my understanding is right now and what my context is right now. And I think when you, when you have that mindset, you make, you make changes faster mm -hmm. and you're also more aware. And when you're making, when you have conclusions, you, there's a lot of confirmation bias that mm -hmm. goes into your outlook on the world. And when you come in with curiosity, you can be disrupted. And, and I think that the value of a startup is how nimble it can be, right? And, totally. And, um, and how we can, can make those shifts. And, and so over time, I've, I've seen that in myself and, and I am um, paying attention to that. Well, and I also just think, you know, a lot of what you talked about too is just your journey and you, you know, you talked about some of your failures and how that made you stronger mm -hmm. and like smarter about, you know, moving it forward. I think that's super awesome. So this is amazing. And congratulations on like loop and tie and just building this and Thank you're doing you. awesome. That's super, super great. So where do people find you? So uh, loop and .com is our website. Um, I'm personally at Sarah without Nate Rodell. 
um, on Instagram is where I forget that age. Yeah. Forget that so, age. I spent my whole life saying Sarah. Bring it over to Hint and that's it. I, <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. no, I, I hear you. I mean, ever since I got married, I mean, Kara Golden with an eye, like yeah. I, it's like I spend my life like with an eye, with an eye, with an eye. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. Well, thank you so much. Thank uh, you for yeah. Me. It's been super fun. like what you heard, please help spread the word and leave us a review. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Please talk to me at Kara Golden on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable. Unstoppable. unstoppable.